This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 767, Comic Review Catch-Up for January 2020. Comic Shenanigans, Comic Shenanigans, with Adam Chapman, with Adam Chapman. Comic Shenanigans, Comic Shenanigans, with Adam Chapman, with Adam Chapman. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 767. It's uh, something new. It's our comic review catch-up episode for January 2020. Um, So there's no comics that came out on April... Uh, what was it, April 1st. So uh, instead, I'm going to be talking about some uh, books that came out back in January. So I have a, a, a pretty large kind of to-read pile. And as I was kind of going through the releases from January, I decided, you know what, why don't I keep track of some of these? And as I read them, ones I feel like talking about on the podcast, I will. Um, and then I'll do some catch-ups. Um, so, I mean, if I just did so I don't, I don't know how long we're going to have to do this for or how long my reviews episodes are going to be different, but uh, at least for now, we're talking about books that are relatively recent um, that came out three months ago in January 2020. Um, so some of the books I'm talking about today. So first off, we're going to look at Detective Comics Annual. Now, I've actually decided that with this episode, because some of these books, I've been reading them kind of over the course of the isolation that's been occurring, but not necessarily in the same uh, routine or pattern that it would normally. Um, there, I've, I've been reading a lot, uh, a a lot of different things, um, but uh, it's not not everything's going to stick as well as maybe some of the most recent releases used to because I was you know talking about them just after I'd read them or whatever. So I used to have number ratings. This time I'm not going to. Sorry, I should introduce myself. I'm Adam Chapman, your host. In case this is your first episode, I hope not. Uh, I hope the 767 isn't your first episode, but it could be. Um, actually, we have some good stuff coming up in the next few episodes. I'm going to be sitting down with Mark Wade next week to talk about the History of the Marvel Universe uh, recent miniseries that I loved. Uh, and I thought was just so expertly put together. Uh, so I'll be talking about that with him. Um, uh, one I've been working on for many years and I'm very excited to finally have it happen is I'm going to be interviewing Andy Runton, the creator of the Owly uh, book series, which is just so tremendous and, and really engaging, and I'm really excited to talk to him. And then also uh, Gormu, otherwise known as John Rhett Thomas from the Marvel Masterworks Forum, He'll be coming on shortly. It was supposed to be episode 768. It might still be. I'm not sure. Um, but I just got a, a little bit of reschedule uh, happening. But uh, that's, you know, the next three of the next episodes are, are going to be some fun big ones. Um, and I'm very excited about that. So let's jump in. Detective Comics Annual number three. Uh, this was... Uh, I'm trying to remember what, what this was. Oh, this is the, the then story. So this is a story all about... Um, uh, Alfred and uh, you know, kind of his past coming home to roost. He's he's passed away, so his legacy looms large over Bruce Wayne's life. And Bruce ends up uh, teaming up with uh, a former partner and colleague uh, of Alfred's. And uh, it's a you know, it's an interesting story. It's I like the extra dimension given to uh, to Alfred, uh, the impact and what that means to Bruce. Um, well, this is pretty cool. I, I like this story. And uh, again, it was a, a different perspective. Uh, that was the main story. Uh, did I say who wrote it? I don't think I did. Um, let me just go find the credits here. Because uh, it is an annual, and things are always a little bit different in annuals because uh, they can pack in some more content. The main story is by Peter J. Tomasi doing the story in words and Sumit Kumar on art with uh, Romulo Pajaro, Pajardo Jr. on colors and Tom Napoleon. Oh my god, I'm awful today. Tom Napolitano on letters. Um, that's on the main story. And then you segue into a secondary story. This one's called The Week by Peter J. Tomasi and Eduardo Riso. Um, Riso's got such a 
definitive style. It's, you know you're reading something by him. Um, but I thought this was interesting kind of perspective to take on the kind of the early days of Bruce uh, as Batman. So I, I enjoyed the annual. I thought it was good. I, you know, it's one of those things where the story about Alfred is, it's, it's one of those things where like, yeah, Alfred was a badass and not just a, a butler. But what I liked about it is that it was given more re- relevance and relevant. Um, sorry. It really it resonated more uh, because Alfred's, you know, been killed off. And I feel like we haven't been getting a lot of that in the main book in terms of a discussion on what that really means to Batman. So I thought this was a nice place to do it. And Tomasi is great with this type of character work as well. So I, I really dug this. Uh, next up is Doctor Strange, Surgeon Supreme. Uh, the second issue was in January, um, which I am loving it. I mean, I've already, I already liked Mark Wade writing Doctor Strange. I just think it's a, it's a great fit. Um, but here we have like this idea that there's a kind of a, a new villain or someone's empowering uh, the Wrecking Crew. What is this? What is this? Um, Kev Walker is such an interesting choice, uh, very kinetic. You can feel the energy pulsating off the page. There's something about how Walker is able to imbue this, you know, which which is what you want. You want in a book where you have mystical artifacts and, you know, energy and power emanating, you want that to really, you know, you want that power to resonate through the page very well. And I thought that he did an extremely good job here. I'm excited to see where we go from here. Um, I'm, all, I'm kind of all in. Like, I think this is a really cool storyline. I, I love the new status quo and how Mark uh, is kind of developing it. And now, you know, we have... You know, villains that really shouldn't be that difficult for Doctor Strange uh, being a lot more difficult and something unpredictable is at uh, is at its core. So I'm I'm really digging Doctor Strange: Certain Supreme. I haven't read. I don't believe I've read the issues that come after it yet. Um, so I'm excited to see where we go with this. Uh, but as of right now, I don't even know what February or March has uh, has in store for Doctor Strange. I have. Um, I think when I was looking at my January kind of pile after the nine or so books I'm going to talk about today, I think I have like 16 left, and I may or may not talk about some of those on a future January kind of catch-up episode. But with February and March, I think between them, I have like 160 books to read. So I feel like I'm going to be busy for a while. Um, but we'll see. Uh, it might it might be one of those things though. Like in like two months, do you want to hear me talk about books from February? I mean, maybe, maybe. Who knows? Uh, next up is Doctor Strange: The End. Uh, this is by Leah Williams and Felipe Andrade, uh, with Chris O'Halloran on colors and Virtual Calligraphy's Clayton Cowles on uh, letters. And um, I don't know. I don't know if I really liked this all that much. It just it I, it almost felt like it was in some ways less and less. Um, uh, Doctor Strange story, a more kind of a uh, well, I mean, obviously it's a Doctor Strange story, but it's more about kind of the beginning of magic and where she goes moving forward. Um, it just wasn't really, I don't know, something about it just didn't feel, it was almost like it wasn't worthy of being kind of, quote-unquote, the end of Doctor Strange. And again, so much of it felt like it was just kind of setting up uh, magic afterwards, or really Eliana Rasputin. Um, although I, I do like that they've kind of played with that connection more and more, so seeing how that kind of pro is part of the, quote-unquote, the end uh, for the for Doctor Strange. But again, it just felt like I wanted something different from, for Doctor Strange's The End. I don't even know what. I just feel like this wasn't it. Because um, it felt like it was less of a focus on him and this weird kind of magicless world. I don't know. It was weird. Uh, next up is Ghost Rider. This is uh, issue number four. What a weird, crazy, fun book. Um, this was the King of Hell conclusion. Edward Brisson writing it with Aaron Cooter and Juan Frigueri on art. With uh, Jason Keith on colors and virtual calligraphy Joe Caramagna on uh, letters. Um, 
This was, you know, I, I'm, I'm not really a, like a Ghost Rider fan, but I found this was incredibly, um, what's the word? I, I, de- I definitely found like it was gripping. It was interesting. I wanted to know more about what was going to go on, but I also at times was curious, like what, 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 what actually is going on here? Like, where are they going with this? Where is it going to go? Where, why are all these characters being involved? We've got Belasco, we got Mephisto, etc. Um, and it also, I guess, didn't almost didn't feel like it was the end of a storyline. It just felt like it was kind of the beginning or a continuation. Like it didn't really feel like an ending of any kind. Um, so, it, but again, it, it remains an enjoyable book. Uh, something I'm really loving is um, uh, Hawkman. And so this particular issue in this month, and I'll be talking about in future kind of month discussions, uh, the future issues of Hawkman. This is uh, Death's Doorway Part 1, Passengers, by Robert Venditti and Fernando Pissarin. I'm actually I'm such a big fan. I, I don't really know much about Hawkman, I'll be honest. Um, I've never really cared that much about the character, but I've really been enjoying um, this volume of Hawkman since it began, and um, kind of linking together all his lives, and now you have um, you know, these, these prophecies, and you have uh, this other, ver- this this dark version of a care of, uh, of Carter uh, reading the Black Journal. Um, again, it's really interesting. I don't even like the Batman Who Laughs, but the idea that they're kind of using it to kind of corrupt Hawkman, I find, is fascinating. I uh, love that you have the Adam and Hawkwoman teaming up, and then you have Adam Strange as well. Um, really enjoying this. Um, the you know issues that come after it, I think, are even more fun. Uh, but I just feel that there's a lot of creativity here. Uh, the artwork is, is really, really good. I mean, I'm, I loved uh, all of Pat Olive's work on it as well. So, I mean, it's been a, a great-looking book for a while now. It's really well-written, and I'm really enjoying it. So, I, I really do highly recommend uh, picking up Hawkman. Um, I know I, when I was younger, I probably would never have thought that. <laughs> I just, I don't, I, I don't know if I just never really cared for Hawkman or the, the character just never seemed like it was that appealing. But with everything they've done to kind of um, really look at the origins of the character and add some of the new developments in uh, other way, other perspectives, it's really been interesting. Uh, next up is Lois Lane. This is issue number seven. Um, although I, I think I just read seven, eight, nine, so it's going to be hard to gauge them a little bit. Um, but again. Greg Rocca and Mike Perkins, such a great creative team. I love the work by Perkins. It's just so, so good. It just uh, it really evokes a lot of, like, it's real-world stuff. And I love the take on the question. Um, I love hey, Superman being here. I think there's a certain levity when he is more in frame and not just kind of uh, kind of looming in the background. Um, but there's a lot here. I like the, the way in which Lois is kind of navigating the Superman aspect of her life, the Clark aspect of her life, uh, having, you know, Renee, Renee Montoya there and not really telling her the full truth, uh, even though she's, you know, there to protect her. Um, you know, everything about this assassin who's coming for her. And uh, it's kind of a great climactic ending here. Um, I read issues eight and nine already. They're fantastic. Like, this is such a, a great book. Uh, next up is Morbius. This is issue number three. Uh, Morbius number three by Vita Ayala on writing. Uh, Marcello or Marcello Ferreira on pencils. Roberto Poggi on inks. Dono Sanchez Almara on colors. And virtual calligraphies Clayton Cowles on letters. Um, I really like how this uh, series really pops. I like how uh, Peter and Morbius are kind of teaming up and trying trying to work together, even though Morbius has a lot going on and really is at times not really trustworthy. Uh, and they're obviously being he's being hunted, um, and then that's kind of where we end it. Like there's there's actually a fair bit going on here. I've kind of simplified it, but um, I really dug this. I thought it was a really fun read. 
Uh, next up is Runaways. This is issue 29. Um, really enjoying this book. And again, it's, hard. it's at times hard for me to remember which issue I'm in because I just read so many recently. Uh, it's written by Rainbow Rowell, art by Andres Genelet, and uh, color art by D. Knuf or Kanifi. I don't even know how to pronounce it, and I apologize. Um, developing the, the current storyline, which is, again, so kind of batshit weird, but also so interesting. And here we find out more about uh, the history of this, now I'm forgetting his name, but this this superhero um, that they, you know the runaways have become enamored with and embroiled with. Um, and uh, just, again, I think it's a, a fun, engaging book, and I haven't been bored yet. And then last but not least, we have Savage Avengers. Savage Avengers number nine. This is written by Jerry Duggan and artwork by Patch Zarker. Uh, color art by Hava Tartaglia. Letters by virtual calligraphist Travis Lanham. Uh, this is great. First of all, the book looks fantastic. Um, I love uh, Doom and Doctor Strange teaming up against Gulengath. Conan's kind of in the way at times, but I just really like how um, the team ups are, are taking place and the whole battle against Gulengath, what it all means. Uh, seeing armor on uh, Doctor Strange is badass and awesome. Uh, this was just such a fun, like fun book, and it feels like it was it was more violent uh, at the beginning of you know of the book when they first brought together the Savage Avengers, and then since then it's become a little bit more refined. And then here you have you know Doctor Strange and Doom is an awesome team up. You have Conan in the middle. Uh, Zerker's doing a great artwork as well. Like it's it's just a lot of fun. And that is our episode. So I don't know what I'll talk, be talking about next time. Our next reviews episode, I'll be talking about either books still from January. I might move on to February. I haven't yet decided. Um, but uh, yeah, that will be an ex- a fun episode when we get there. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Like the show on Facebook. Rate and review us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again for catching us. And we will catch you next time. Bye-bye.